Yo, 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 you already know who it is. It's C-Money, giving you the hottest DeFi news from the eyes of a DJ in the mouth of a burger. It's Thursday, September 29th. Let's get it. You already know we are feeling it today. I hope you guys are having as tasty, as tasty as a Thursday as I am. Because let me tell you, we are vibing. When aren't we vibing? We are eating. We're doing all of that good old stuff. We have a big report to break down for you guys today. Relatively short, but it was the last report. And I don't think it was a coincidence that... I don't think it was a coincidence that it happened to be one of the biggest reports. It happened to be one of the most damning reports against this global world takeover. And I really hate to sound like that. So huge, huge podcast today. We don't have any time to let you know about my Twitter Let's get straight on into it. How about that? So the number one top traded NFT was a CryptoPunk with $6 million in volume. That's huge. Number two is so rare with $1 million in volume. And three is the Mutant Ape Yacht Club. So the Mutant Ape Yacht Club is up there. But look at this. The Bored Ape Yacht Club with only $531,000 in volume. That's nuts. Almost so nuts. I kind of wonder... I'm over here looking it up. I'm asking my sources... <laughs> so a crypto punk No, that's not news. What? There's no news for crypto punks. Why are they trading so high today? Is the bottom in? <laughs> Just kidding. So let's get back into it. So, looking at the 
volume per chain because that is what we need to know. Ethereum is leading the way with $14 million in volume. Guys, we were just at a million dollars two weeks ago. I mean, this is 10x from what it was. It's up another 39% in the past 24 hours. Solana is still making a climb with $3 million in volume. Very similar to yesterday. It's up 5%. Immutable X is actually taking the three spot today with $800,000 in volume. That's up 29%. And even Flow, which was number three yesterday. So this just shows you how much this market moved today is up and it, it, it traded $692,000 in volume or 22% increase in the past hour. Very interesting. Looking at the top sold NFT, we got a Bored Ape, Bored Ape number 127. He is grinning. He's got a crazy look on his face, cream colored. He has an S&M hat. Not sure what that is. I'm sure it's sketchy. Today that sold for 83.5 Ethereum. At today's market prices, that is $111,000 US dollars. Now, we usually do this. The Bored Apes account for the top four today. We got a Clone X at number five. So this clone X was sold for 58 Ethereum or $77,000 at today's market prices. But aside from that, okay, so we got some digital, digital Diagaku. Looks like a Japanese thing. There are big Japanese markets for these NFTs. You have to note that. So some of these collections that we see, we don't really understand. We are not their target audience. Cryptocurrency is blowing up. Okay, so we're going to we're going to run through some really quick news stories, but this whole time I really didn't expect this. This is just completely off the cuff just to see if anything wild is going on. So, it looks like of course, investment giant BlackRock rolled out blockchain ETF for European customers. Yesterday, we talked about how, oh my gosh, pull it up. I mean, I mean that one's an easy one. We were, we were talking about how statistics have been showing that Europeans and people from the UK with the Great Britain pound, or I should say who utilize the Great Britain pound, have been jumping over to Bitcoin. Now, the next day, BlackRock announces that they're launching an ETF for European customers. That's going to be very, very interesting. A blockchain ETF. I've been waiting for something like this. Too bad it's not in America. Hmm. A lot of a lot of bullish sentiment, so it makes me feel like we're ready for that last purge. We got CTC or CFTC chair believes Bitcoin could double in price under the regulators' oversight. I mean, documents like or 
excuse me, news stories like this are never a good thing. When I read this document, what am I doing? Excuse me. I am completely missing the point. Did you hear my chair? Guys, I had to get readjusted, folks. I need a drink. Hold on. I, I, I'm sorry. I just, the, the situation cannot be more dire. It's easy to forget. I wish I never read this document. One thing I want to say before I get into the wretchedness of this document, last positive note, use paper clips. Okay, use paper clips. They're better for the environment. And I'm not an environment junkie, okay? We're not going to get into all that global warming stuff, but hey, you can reuse them. And you can bend them apart and, and you can make necklaces and stuff. So, bullish on paper clips, not staples. Here at Web3TV, if we, or at least the powers at B, see you running around the office with a staple, they'll send your ass out. Anyway, I can't prolong this any longer. So this is the United States Department of Treasury Treasury. I don't want to I don't want to do this. It's their action plan to address the illicit financing risks of digital assets. What a way to start it off. So, in the introduction, this action plan responds to Section 7C of Executive Order 14067. That was Joe Biden's executive order, and it was to ensure responsible development of digital assets. And they had a bunch of different government agencies on this order. So... The main priority, if you just want to cut off the podcast now, the main priority, it says here, even in the introduction, is anti-money laundering, counterfeiting, and the illicit financing of terrorism. That's all they're worried about. Yet, they are taking this to the extreme, folks. They are taking this to the extreme. So they have this whole document of talking about how they're going to implement KYC or, as I just said, anti-money laundering, counterfeiting, and financing of terrorism, they have a short acronym known as AML slash CFT financing. Basically, we refer to it in the cryptocurrency community as KYC. Basically, AML slash CFT legislation is the same rules you go by when you go to a bank and you give them your social security number you give them your driver's license and you give them all of your information okay just so we have an idea of that grammar now 
they're going to be monitoring risks with international partners to improve cooperation on implementation of an international standard. Now, this is just the introduction, okay? And so, I don't want to give it all too far away, but some of this stuff, it did sound like word salad. I know. We're, we're just breaking on into it. That's just the introduction. But let's just get on into this. Broadly speaking, the virtual asset ecosystem has expanded rapidly since the prior companies in the crypto market were conducted in 2018. While the use of virtual assets for money laundering remains far below the scale of fiat currency and more traditional assets by volume and value of transactions, virtual assets have been under scrutiny because they have been used to launder illicit proceeds as described in the NRAs. Now, the NRAs is somebody providing a service, a digital asset service like an exchange, like Filecoin, um, OpenSea, Magic Eden, a exchange, basically. You can't just say exchange because cryptocurrency is so broad nowadays. The U.S. government, so they call them NRAs. Going back into it, the U.S. government has also seen instances of virtual assets being used to fund the activities of rogue regimes, such as recent thefts by the Dramatic People's Republic of Korea, affiliated Lazarus Group, and to finance terrorism. Although these remain limited in scale, this section considers the key threats, vulnerabilities, and illicit financing risks related to virtual assets, which informs the following priority actions in Section 4 of this report. Okay. What are they doing here? Yes, the Democratic People, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, Lazarus Group, definitely used a hack and used Tornado Cash. We know this. But can we talk about all the people that are committing drug money and, and, and scams and loan sharking with U.S. dollars? Okay, but I just want to point that out. That really quick, they're just talking, they don't talk about the benefits of a private currency. They just instantly say North Korea. Like that's supposed to strike a chord. So the first threat was money laundering. And they really knew quite a bit about money laundering and the way money laundering works. They knew about how you could have different addresses. They knew about all different types of things. They know that DeFi doesn't have any KYC. They know the dream. What should what should be at least the dream is no KYC. And it makes them very angry. They're very aware of people creating multiple different wallets. They're very aware of people using mixers. I mean, I was shocked by all of this stuff. They're very aware of chain hopping. They're very 
they they know it all. I mean, they're not stupid. They've been working on this stuff since 2013, 2018. I mean, some of these people think the CIA funded some of this stuff. And so virtual assets, from what they say, are increasingly being used to launder funds from fraud schemes, both in the private sector and, here's what they said, and with respect to government benefits and payments. They just said government officials have been laundering crypto money. They just said it right here. Fraud schemes continue to be the largest driver of money laundering activity overall in terms of scope of activity and magnitude of illicit proceeds generating billions of dollars annually. Now, this is just talking about laundering and cryptocurrency laundering. And so, kind of digging back into that whole democratic they they went back into korea and they're talking about how the lazarus group in march 2022 stole 620 million dollars from axel infinity they used this this money to go to i believe it was tornado cash actually and it's very interesting and so they're saying here, the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria has received external donations for refugee camps through various means, including virtual assets, which are converted into cash via hollow dwellers. Bro, there is nobody. There is nobody. There's no internet in some of these places in Syria. It's not a first world country. How are they getting... What's a Hawa Dwaller? H-A-W-A-L-A-D-A-R-S. Where they are subsequently sent to the camps. Virtual assets can also be sent directly to ISIS supporters located in northern Syria or often to Ibib or indirectly via Turkey where ISIS is able to access them through virtual asset trading platforms. See, all this stuff is like hypothetical to me i don't see any numbers i don't see any names when they just mentioned clearly the uh the demo the democratic republic peoples of north korea now they're really quick to say al-qaeda but they don't have any proof there's none okay some foreign-based racially or ethnically motivated violent extremist groups and some domestic violent extremists have also sought to solicit or transfer funds in virtual assets or expressed interest in using virtual assets to move funds pseudo-anonymously. Okay. Uh, I'm so shocked by this, okay? Because what is an extremist group to the government? Somebody that doesn't believe what they say. You know, when they're, they're talking about these two paragraphs, and you know what comes to my mind? What happened in Canada with those truckers? With those people that, that sat on protest, and then they started getting crypto donations from people around the world. I was in Denver at the time, and they interviewed Vitalik, who was, you know, two floors above me, and he's talking about how 
This should not happen where people can just freeze your bank account because you're participating in a non-violent protest. Because at the end of the day, that's what these patriots were doing in Canada. Nobody was injured or killed, I believe. If somebody wants to fact check me on that, please do. You can do that on Twitter at Soggy Margin. But all of this stuff is being completely overblown. It's being expressed. It's being overdramatized. And it's being vilified. Because at the end of the day, if people are funding these military groups, they already know about them. Nowadays, you can just send them money through Cash App. You can just send them money on PayPal. You can just send them money on Stripe. But for some reason, with cryptocurrency, it's a big old problem. You know, I can set up a Cash App without without sending my ID. That makes me pseudo-anonymous. Now, with my relationship with Cash App, of course they know exactly who I am and they're probably tracking me. And that is why I hate it because these people have no business what I'm doing with my Bitcoin. And they want to know it so bad. That's what these papers are getting at. And so we have 10 more papers to get through because I tell you what, guys, the most damning statement comes at the end. And so I'm, and, and it, it makes me want to cry. When I tell you how serious this statement is, or I, I'm not even going to tell you. I'm just going to read it from the paper. All I did was print out the 14 papers. You can find this on the Department of Treasury. I've noticed it's hard to find. Please, 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 if you have any trouble, go to Saki Margin on Twitter, and you can just scroll through it. If you have a, a problem finding it, because I know I did today when I was trying to find the third article, it's like they're trying to suppress this information. Who would have thought? It's still up. You just have to know how to look for it. So some, so getting back into this, I'm sorry for this tangent, but this stuff really gets me going because they don't, people even, okay, sorry, sorry. Several features of virtual assets can present opportunities for misuse by illicit factors. And here we go again. This is why we need KSC. This is why we need KF, KYC controls. And so it's just like, this whole thing is just like different. They're saying the same thing. Now, now this is where it gets sketchy. Cross-border nature and gaps in AML, CFT, or KYC regimes across countries. This is sketchy. Virtual assets can be used to transfer large amounts of value across borders very quickly. Though peer-to-peer transactions, users can send virtual assets to beneficiaries regardless of geographic borders, limited only by... Okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to tell you what they mean. They're scared that basically America is going to have crazy KYC and you're going to be able to go to Switzerland and you're not going to have any KYC. And then there's going to be no point for an American KYC if they implement this in the foreign exchange market. America really wants to make sure that they're tracking everybody. The most significant illicit financing risk associated with virtual assets stems from companies operating abroad with substantially defiant 
K, uh, KYC programs? No, it's no, it doesn't. To who? You? The government? I've been using KuCoin for a while. And aside from my DGen trading, it's been fine. I've been using Woo Network forever. They've never done me wrong. And so, this is just crap. The fact that they need to know who you are is just crap. And so then they go in and they talk about different anonymity. Anonymity, yeah. Enhancing (laughs) enhancing technologies. Which is pretty cool. It's scary that they know all this information. You know. But they do. They've got whole teams working on this stuff. Financial fraudsters and money laudsters. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just cracked me up. Financial fraudsters and money launders are increasingly, increasingly seeking to evade KYC controls by engaging in peer-to-peer transactions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? You guys are, you guys are trying to get every, all of our information. This is scary. You know, this stuff is, this stuff is game changing, folks. Game changing. So, they're saying that companies that operate in crypto right now, like FTX, like OpenSea, like KuCoin, that operate wholly or in substantial part in the United States must have KYC obligations similar to a bank. What? That ruins the whole point. Okay. Okay, let's keep reading. The United States has been a leader in applying its KYC framework to virtual assets domestically and advocating for appropriate KYC standards for nearly a decade, both domestically and international fora. I mean, yeah, they've been looking at this stuff for quite a while and they want everybody to do it the way they want to do it. And they want everybody's information. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. So in line with this approach, regulators have been examining financial institutions. Now, keep in mind, this is not me talking. This is me reading from the document. I know I read smooth sometimes. Sometimes I might sometimes I might mess up and it might be hard to tell when am I reading when am I not But we're just going to keep going smooth baby So they just charged 100 million dollars to BitMEX ridiculous uh BitPay an ATM settler just paid a half a million dollar fine I don't even know what these guys are doing they're just slapping charges on people <laughs> Sorry, you guys are working in the digital cryptocurrency. Now, let's be real. These guys have made way more money than these small fines. So the government's been using all type of tools and every type of tool at their disposal. They created the Department of Justice, created the National Cryptocurrency Enforcement Team, or the NCET to tackle complex investigation and prosecutions of criminal misuses of virtual assets. Hope you guys like that. 
particular crimes committed by virtual currency exchanges, mixing, and tumbling services, and money laundering infrastructure access. So, okay, so they're going to ban mixing and tumbling services. That's just admitted right here in the article. They're going to ban anonymity. That's right here in the article. Okay, so that's one thing. That's one cliff note. You can't be anonymous. The government needs to know exactly who you are, where you are, when you are, and how much money you have. Got it. Got it. No. No. I'm not going to let this happen. I don't care what I have to do. To one extreme, I'll move out of the country. I am not going to have some KYC'd bull crap. Because I could live off cash if I wanted to. If they just go off of a central bank, and they, for a while it'll probably be both. You know, for a while it'll probably be both, but I would not use a central bank digital currency if I had to send in my wallet. So then they talk about some more hacks. $3.6 billion in virtual assets linked to a 2016 hack. We talked about that. Shouts out to the Crocodile of Wall Street, I believe. And then we got some information about Tornado Cash, which these are Blender services. Blender services are basically services that mix around your Bitcoin so much to where it's impossible to track. So over the time it had been around, Tornado Cash was on Ethereum. It basically cleaned or money laundered, whatever that means. It made anonymous. You don't always want people knowing what you got. They laundered over $7 billion worth of digital assets since 2019. That's two years, folks. Nuts. Well, now it's canceled since thanks to thanks to the USDC bullcrap and everything. And people say, Colin, why are you getting so serious? Are you okay on these on these podcasts? No, I'm not okay. Everything's going, everything's crashing around around me. You got Tether. No one believes in Tether. Then you have USDC getting completely manipulated by the government. Everything's going down to shit. Then you got three reports coming out by the government. Then you got the Australian government releasing a central bank digital currency. Then we're in the middle of a war and you look at it and you look and you see, oh, in 2002, which is when inflation has really run rampant, the Russian government made their central bank part government again. It's not just a private bank like it is in America and every other country. And now everybody wants to attack them. Huh. It's just weird. I don't want to get too much into the conspiracy theories on that. That's for 4chan to talk about. So they're taking enforcement against all different crypto platforms. They're not taking any games. They're going to use all departments and agencies to support their goals. The United States will also continue to invest in technology and training to help law enforcement, investigators, analysts, and regulators to benefit from the transparency of public blockchains for KYC purposes. 
and U.S. government officials' expertise in the space. So this seems like, well, maybe I'd be fine with this. What if the government was just smart enough to track everybody? Hey, if you if you let yourself be tracked, you let yourself be tracked. Got them. I think that would be perfect. I think that's a perfect middle line of transparency. And if you're smart enough to be discreet, you still can. And that's huge. Just to give that option. But for the most part, people wouldn't get it. So... Their main priority of this whole ordeal, this is priority action number two, is improving global KYC regulation and enforcement because they want their central bank digital currency along with the E-Australia dollar to be compatible. They want to eventually one day make a one world currency. This is the global agenda. I mean, simply, this is the global agenda. And so so there's a bunch of fluff. There's a bunch of fluff, and when there's a bunch of fluff, that's how you know something scary is going to happen. That's how you know something really scary is going to happen. So then we have the priority action number four. They want to strengthen the U.S. KYC supervision of virtual assets. It is imperative that the United States continue to lead on establishing the global model for supervision, examination, enforcement, and compliance with existing KYC regulatory obligations. Treasury partner, wait, wait, yeah, yep, Treasury continues to engage with international standard seeing bodies such as the FATF or the Federal something trades, uh, global thing and with partner FIUs globally to ensure the digital asset supervision evolves in a uniform manner. All these governments are working together to build a one-world currency. I mean, I just said it, but it got even more black and white. So then we have a whole another two pages of bullcrap. We have a whole black page. This black page had nothing on it. Seriously, black page, nothing on it. So I thought the, I thought the thing was over. I turn it around. And it's not. It's not over. I wish it was over, but it's not. Okay. So they're saying they're trying to encourage different cryptocurrency people right now to participate in the voluntary information sharing mechanism to enhance the collection and reporting of potentially suspicious transactions. So watch out for that. Watch out for people trying to incentivize you to dox yourself that will happen enable financial institutions to improve their ability to identify threats and vulnerabilities associated with criminal activity in virtual asset spaces through future information sharing on cyber vulnerabilities and illicit financing risks all these banks are going to be talking about you right now. They're building a database on you. That's what I get from that. But the the final quote. It says, future engagement. Now, this is basically a paper of what should you think about? This is telling the politicians, here's what we need your work on. And the final step. 
you know, they have so many, but none of them matter. Should the U.S. consider, consider ransomware? What additional steps should be taken toward mixing technologies? What regulatory changes would help better mitigate illicit financing risks associated with digital assets? And then, boom, the bombshell. What we've all been waiting 20 minutes for. What steps should the U.S. government take to effectively mitigate the illicit finance risks related to DeFi? What finance risks related to DeFi? We go in depressions because of you. What steps should the U.S. government take to effectively, effectively mitigate the illicit finance risks? What? Risks to who? Risks to you? Related to DeFi. You know, we saw this coming, guys. And I hate to say, I feel like a freaking Alex James, an Alex Jones commercial. But we've been saying, you know, they're going to crack down on this cryptocurrency hard. I didn't believe it. I really didn't. But when you see these words come out of the governing body's mouth, when you see how quickly they can turn off tornado cash. All I'm thinking about now is Monero and Bitcoin. Now, I said yesterday, I don't see them passing any legislation anytime soon. But man, oh man, am I more scared of the tax man. Man, oh man, I will not be using the central bank digital currency. And if I do use it, I'm going to, I'm going to scam the system. Not necessarily in an illegal way, but hey, if they're giving me free money to use it in a certain place, I'll use it in a certain place, but I'll never send it anywhere to any private addresses because at the end of the day, right now, you can make a Bitcoin wallet. You can buy Bitcoin. You can buy Monero. You can use DeFi. And one day, they might cancel that, and what will happen? There will be an underground market. It will never disappear. It can't. It's too big. It's too big. People have already been forking Tornado Cash. And with the, D with the DGENs I know, I'm sure they would even pay more money for banned or frozen USDC than the USDC is worth. Or at least half of the money on the dollar just to say that they owned banned USDC. Because screw the system. Screw the KYC. Screw all this money off the top all KYC is is an extra cost added on to small businesses and small protocols who are not able to fulfill those obligations and even if they were it's none of your business it is not in our safety our citizens' best interest to have our information on a database that could be hacked. Furthermore, it's not safe 
to have our information surrounded by citizens who went through a training lecture and that somehow think that they're better than everybody else. Well, guess what? All of our information, our financial information, is ours. Right now, they can see all of your banking records. That's why we keep cash. Right now, they can see anything you buy. They can see any call you make. They can do literally everything. You're just a rat in their maze. They're watching you. They're putting this in the water. They're putting that in the water. It's turning the frogs gay. It's a joke, but really look at the look at the news story. It's out there. It is out there. The CIA and MS-13 and Ravencrow giving them LSD to do mind control experiments. Uh, what? Uh, what's that movie with Ted Bundy or whatever importing cocaine on the plane? I mean, the stuff the CIA has done is insane. And over the years, they have just gone more secretive and asked the population for more. More, more, more. And nobody steps up. Nobody says, I don't want to give this information up. This is my information. The fact that they can just look at our bank balances if it's over $10,000, to me, is fraudulent. Set up more cameras if you want to find the drug dealers. I don't know. Stay out of my business. That's what I feel. I hate to end it on such a sour note, but when you talk about ending something that I love so much in DeFi, what is DeFi? Collective ownership. Decentralized finance. Finance is interesting because finance, as we've previously known it, has always been at a brick-and-mortar location, usually built off the backs of the hard-working man given to these banks for horrible interest so they can loan it out and create new money and they they do it under the guise of a castle they're in a castle every bank is so nice it's so meticulous it's so beautiful but the second we make it decentralized and we say we want to have a bank online and we don't need a bank teller we're going to use a smart contract that pisses them off it's like For U.S. citizens, they say, the insiders, the deep state says, and this is a common tactic used by politicians, once we give citizens something, we cannot take it back. And so they'll say, oh, well, this will just be around temporarily, and then it never leaves. Hence, different factories, different... This is a bunch of different policies in the past. I wish I was a little more educated on the topic, but I know this to be the case. And so right now, they can see all of our information and they see what Bitcoin is doing. They see Bitcoin is not for this amount of tracking. They say, we can't lose this. We can't lose the ability to see how much money everybody has. It's too valuable. And so they are going to fight to tooth and nail to keep it. And that's exactly what we're seeing in these papers. Not one 
media article is covering this. Alex Jones doesn't talk about it. He talked about it once for 10 minutes. Because he doesn't know. I mean, he's, he knows. He knows everything down to the T about this whole conspiracy theory. But the thing is, is I don't think he realizes the ramifications. And maybe that's because he owns assets and he doesn't own a big stockpile of USDs. But what is going what is going to happen in the next 10 years? In the next three years? In 2023, when Australia releases their currency or their prototype. In 2023, when the Federal Reserve releases Fed now. This is a time where I could see being one of the most important times of our lives. Sometimes I do this podcast and I think, I'm blessed to be able to talk about this information. Because it's so undercovered. Maybe I spend a little too much time letting you know what I think about the information. Or maybe... Just maybe that's what's needed. These guys make me sick. All the bank tellers, respectable profession, I love you guys, but we don't need you anymore. It's a new world. We might we might need a few bank tellers in major cities just to always serve that underdeveloped population. But the financial system as we know it today is changing and we have to accept it. We can't just... I always said Web 2.3, Web 2.4, Web 2.5. Well, it seems like with legislation now, it's Bitcoin or nothing. Even Ethereum. Oh, Ethereum... I said that the Rothschilds had bought it, and the more news I've been hearing about it, a lot of it was controlled by Amazon. Oh, Amazon's got to deal with the government. Oh, this, all that, just like... A lot of it is not what it seems. Ethereum is one of the most decentralized, it's the most decentralized proof of stake blockchain <laughs> now shouts out to the merge post merge but that's not good enough compared to bitcoin for some reason bitcoin has the favors of the united states government i get paid in bitcoin for some reason, I feel like that's me doing my little part as long as I have no U.S. dollars. It just makes me sick what they're doing, folks. It really does. But I hope you enjoyed it today. It is a Thursday, 9.30. We are exhausted, especially when you see your government trying to destroy your favorite thing. That's going to make the outro hit a little bit different today but on that note 
that's going to do it from all of us here at Web3 TV. Don't just have a great day. Have a DeFi day. Let's go.